the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him. Hi, Shakers. I'm Ray Mack. We're sponsored, as usual, by James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul. And the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology. Welcome to our first anniversary special. And I'm all giddy and excited. Can't wait to talk <laughs> about that a bit later on, Jimmy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you tune in to Grow Radio UK tonight, that's Friday at 10 p.m., Turkish time, you'll be able to hear our November episode where we explore pantomime Turkish style. Today's a special show and we weren't sure initially whether to play some highlights of the last 12 months or to come up with some new material. Um, So we decided to bring back some old favourites but in a new setting. And we're well crammed up to the rafters today. We've got Coronation Street's Jim McDonald trying to get out of the big house. (laughs) (laughs) And true or false... And we've got Ray's happy hour making a return, Donald Trump, and I'll be helping Dr. Brutus Himmler to give Ray his monthly probing. Oh, that's great crack. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> you'll, en- you'll enjoy that one, Ray. Absolutely. Celebrity. Salma Hayek grew up with a gammy leg, but later, after a very successful operation, it was set right. Salma Hayek. Yeah, Uh, I know Yeah, I know who she is. Uh, yeah, exactly. I can picture her face. I can't really imagine her having a gammy leg. Although, <laughs> although to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen her legs. <laughs> hey, didn't you? Can you can you can you ask me the same question about Barbara from Oxford? I've seen hers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to spill the drink with him. <laughs> Uh, let me think. I, I'm going to say that she is so good looking, or she was, I've not seen her for many years, that I think she probably defied the odds and did indeed have a gammy leg. So hmm. true. False. She, she grew up, she grew up bald and had she? shaved eyebrows. I know. I don't know which one is better, a gammy leg. <laughs> or a that, bald head well, <laughs> and shaved oh, eyebrows <laughs> so w- why was she born uh, bald or, or did she grow well, bald let me tell you it was quite an interesting fact about her childhood when she was younger Jimster, her mm-hmm. grandmother would regularly shave her head and eyebrows the reason for this was to try to make her hair Thicker. So listen to me, Jimmy. If you Google or you Google this, you will see some unique photos of Salma and you will see her big, thick hair. Mm-hmm. In Frida, she played the lead role brilliantly. Desperado with Antonio Banderas, and from dusk to dawn, in both of these movies, Jimmy, she delivered a sultry, saucy look to the camera. Mm-hmm. Now, but Jimmy, who can ever forget? That snake dance in dusk to dawn. A great many unborn children have been sacrificed to the scene, Jimmy, over the years, along with a great many 
boxes of tissues, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and that big Hollywood bollocks, Clooney, George Clooney, had the best seat in the house for that feckin' scene, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I understand completely. I mean, every time I shave my head or give my eyebrows a trim, <laughs> I, 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 I need tissues as well. It really helps to clear them out of the sink, I tell you. Because <laughs> I'm sure... I'm absolutely sure that's what you were referring to. <laughs> On another note, Jimmy, my favourite actresses out there, Jimmy mm. Boy, are Penelope Cruz, Monica Bellucci, and first and foremost, hair or no hair, eyebrows or no eyebrows, it's always going to be Salma for me, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a great Irish philosopher once quoted Jimmy, <laughs> I would marry her dog. <laughs> just to hang around our house <laughs> make no bones about it no bones about it <laughs> Jimmy this is going to sound fishy but let's do it for the hell of it <laughs> I mean, or, or for the halibut for the halibut <laughs> oh you missed the, the heart, joke there right I know. The heart of a blue whale is so large that a human could swim through its arteries, Jimster. Okay, this is the first time we've had a celebrity whale, isn't it? It's usually sharks. Yeah, Um, sharks. Blue whale, they're those big lads, aren't they? And was that what um, Jonah was trapped in? Mm. So it's heart. So I'm thinking that my heart is probably, I'm going to guess, about three. It's about as big as my mouth when I open it really wide like this. If you saw my (laughs) dog clicking, maybe a bit bigger. So if a whale has a similar anatomy to us and it opens its mouth and the heart is a comparable size, I'm going to say true. Yep. Absolutely, Jimmy. The heart of a blue whale, Jimster, weighs in excess of 1,300 pounds, the size of a small car. Is that right? The gigantic heart, yeah, the gigantic heart, Jimmy, beats eight to ten times per minute and can be heard two miles away. Lengthwise, three long school buses and a full aeroplane, Jimster. Their huge tongue also weighs as much as an elephant. My God. A bit of useless information for you. Jimmy, I want you to repeat these words after me. They're not rude, are they? (laughs) No, they're not. Now, I want you to repeat them, and I want you to repeat them in an Irish Irish accent, okay? Okay, I'll I'll say the word first, and then you'll try to say it as fast Mm -hmm. as possible in a very Irish accent. Whale, W H A L E, whale, whale, W H A L E, oil, 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 beef, beef, hooked, hooked. <laughs> Can you say it really fast now? Well, I'll be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be hooked. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> 
Good man, Jimmy. You did very well, actually. To quit. To quit. Great Irish philosopher again, Jimmy. He's good. Swim through the arteries, he said. Swim through it. Arteries. And exit through its arse. Because where there's a whale, there's a way. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy, where do whales wait for a train, pal? Uh, where do whales wait for a train? I don't know. At the railway station. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Oh, God, I've not heard that one for years. <laughs> you know, I, I got distracted when you were talking about the uh, the whale's arse. Cause I, <laughs> I, I had a very unfortunate experience today, which um, was very similar to something that Hansi experienced last week in one of our sketches. We've found a new place to live in yesterday, and I decided to go up there for a bike ride today, and it's up this absolutely huge hill, you know, where you cycle for a few hundred meters, then get off for a hundred meters, blah, 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 Uh because it's just too steep. Well, I got there, I got back, and I sat by the the sea for a minute, and um, I thought to myself, well, this is nice. It's one of the first few really early summer days. I'll sit by the sea, and you know that thing when you need a pee? Yeah. And... um, Cycled home after that, and I knew I needed a pee. Got the bike up the steps, got it through the door, and I thought to myself, the the outside door, I thought, I can't get the bike into the flat because I'm that desperate to go to the toilet. Just like Hansi had the situation with the knife thrower last week. (laughs) And I got in the door, made sure it was closed so the cats didn't run out. I got to the toilet, and the minute I was standing over the toilet, you'll never guess what happened. Needless to say, my uh, clothes are in the washing machine and my shoes, my flip-flops have been bleached this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell does that happen that you can get all the way home, all the way home, and it's when you're within literal touching distance of the toilet that you actually piss yourself? Um, (laughs) Well, that's a nice anniversary gift, darling. (laughs) (laughs) And you got one out of two, so not bad at all, Jimmy. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Good skills, good skills. In 1989, former Sergeant Jim McDonald was discharged from the Army and sent to a popular British soap opera to drink himself stupid and repair hair dryers. In 2023, he was sent to a high-security prison by a court for a crime he didn't commit. He was captured in Mrs. O'Leary's garden with a bag full of underwear and sent to a maximum security stockade in Belfast, so he was. Today, still trying to clear his name, he survives as an ex-soldier of fortune. He has a problem, and no one else can help, so if you can find them, maybe you can free Jim McDonald. I mean, I knew she was mad at me, you know what I mean? I gave her plenty of cause. I didn't think she hated me, though. It's understandable that you feel that way, Jim. But you were caught climbing over Mrs. O'Leary's wall with a bag full of brass. Doesn't look good. Oh, come on, Peter, behave yourself. She's pressed charges against you for underwear theft and writing her a bouncing check. She hates me. She must do. She wouldn't set me up for this look, would she? It's hard to say, Jim. People do unpredictable things when they're upset. But the fact that your check bounced means that technically it could be classified as non-consensual. Oh, come on, Peter. Does that put me in the same bracket as the craze? 
that's not what I'm saying at all. But you did get angry. And you did fill your briefcase with a brass. And you do have previous for this. Yeah, sorry. The law takes a very dim view on stealing women's bras and knickers. You're the expert. Based on the evidence we have, your chances don't look good, Jim. Oh, now what are my chances? It's really hard to say, but your claim to just be in her house to give her a check for that hairdryer that you broke might not stand up in court. And the bit about her taking all her clothes off, even less so. Oh, fine. Well, dead on. Just let them cut my head off and be done with it. Nobody's giving up, Jim. We'll keep fighting for you. Will Jim avoid a custodial sentence? Will he fight back or can his happy-go-lucky Dublin friend pull a few strings? Find out in around 10 minutes on Corporation Street. At the incredible Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Seniors, folks, let me tell you something. The nurse, she's fantastic, really fantastic. She gives me these enemas. And guess what? She lets me listen to Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast every single Friday if I agree not to grab her by the p- They started this show, started a year ago, and let me tell you, it's a beautiful show, the best show out there. They wanted to make America great again, stop Biden from cheating at Domino's, and stop him from wiping his disgusting ass on the curtains. But you know what they wanted most? They wanted to make you laugh, teach my dog Chris to talk, and to give me the horn, and believe me, they succeeded. Succeeded in every way. Terrific success. And let me tell you, whether you're in New York, Gordahort, Glenamati, or Licky End, with the help of my bankrolling and Dr. Himmler's mentoring, we achieved all those things, folks. We did. And more. I'm proud to be a shaker. So looking forward to the next year, Yorma and Ray. Tremendous job. Amazing. Well, that's uh, got our famous friends, Donald Trump. He really believes in us, doesn't he, Ray? He sure does. He does. Love Donald. I'm not. I'm not quite sure how I feel about giving him the horn, but you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do with it. You give me the crack. It's all about cracks and horns and pissing yourself these days, isn't it? Tomfoolery and shenanigans as well. Yeah. It's Ray's happy hour. It's Ray's Happy Hour. It's Ray's Happy Hour. Oh, God, I've missed that jingle. Uh, We used that quite a bit, Ray, didn't we, in the early days for, uh, I think, in the first three or four episodes of that. We don't tend to do it anymore, but I still still love that. Every time I hear it, especially that bit where I went, (laughs) As the old expression goes, Jimmy, it never, never gets old, pal. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm going to... But honestly, every time I I hear that, I do have an urge to do what I just described earlier after the bicycle ride today. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Ray. 22 episodes on, 22 episodes strong, Jimster. Mm -hmm. One year podcasting in the Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. Happy birthday to us, Jimster. Happy birthday to us. Beckon ride, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we've done it all, haven't we? We've even done riding in Claire Morris. Even. 
and, and we will be riding there again, Ray. I tell you, very, very one soon. Of our avid, one of our avid listeners, Jimmy, a uh, quick mention for Rob Fraser. He said to me a couple of weeks ago, Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. He said, it's fun, lighthearted and daft as hell. Just what we need to <laughs> listen to, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Good skills, good skills, Rob. I think there's too much serious stuff, isn't there, really? And I think this is, I mean, I, I remember on the very first episode last year, we when we were talking about what had made us happy, and the thing that I said then was that we'd actually managed to do this, that we've managed to put an episode together. And now, of course, we've done... We've done 22. I know that's a strange amount in uh, in a year, but we were originally monthly, weren't we, until March, I think. Then we went to, to weekly after that. So uh, 22, yeah. Wow. Didn't we do well? We did And you know, well. blessed, blessed Jimmy we were with guests. Mm-hmm. First to make his mark was Bob Hennigan. Laugh yeah. out loud in all fairness. Tim Hallam, Jimmy, a chick at FM Istanbul. Tim became a friend of the show. And is our regular voice to Greg the Cleaner, our Tim, a top bloke, good skills, Timothy Jimster. Yes, yes. We've got Tim's coming up again quite soon. Uh, I've been in touch with him today. There's a new Greg on the way. Greg goes on a date. Yeah. So we had, who did we have after that? Newspapers from Ireland and England gave us some lovely write-ups, pal. Yeah. I think those those worked very well, didn't they? We we got the uh, the two in interviews um, on the Irish radio. We got that as well, yeah. And uh, plus and that, Istanbul, and that was really good. I mean, this whole world of podcasts—they say it doesn't have anything to do with newspapers and um, mm-hmm. and radio shows, but it did us some good there, actually, most definitely. So that that was brilliant. Then we had some good guests at Christmas, didn't we? We had uh, Morag Pronti. She was funny. We had Christine. Warrior. Christine, yes, and she was, Christine, yeah. yeah. Christina McMahon as well. <laughs> yeah, and we had all Miss McMorrow, yeah. God, yeah, we, 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 had, we had, had a nice few ladies on our show. Yeah, we, it, it seemed like we only had women for a bit. We had we had Tom Godfrey <laughs> t- talking about pantomime. Uh, we had Lisa, of course. Lisa's up next week as well. Ben, the toe wrestler. That's been our oh, yeah. m- most yeah. popular episode, actually, since we've gone weekly. And then I think Jonathan Heilig. Jonathan was brilliant, wasn't he? That was that was that was as funny as hell. That was a brilliant. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Jonathan Heilig helped you with your probing as well, didn't he? <laughs> he did. So that, that was superb. Yeah. Big thanks to Ellen Prendergast, Claire Morris Community Radio. Uh, that we are hopefully going to be joining quite soon, and Stuart Tynan at the Connacht Telegraph, and Thomas Lawrence of the Western People. Thanks ever so much, guys. Your support has meant an awful lot this year. And uh, Thomas, of course, was partly responsible for the Chinese year of the Black Milkshake on New Year's Day this year. So thanks a lot, guys. I know, but I want to, I want seriously now, if you wouldn't mind, you know, just... Pass me over that drink there, Jimmy, before I do a little rant. Go on. Because this is all in good health for yourself, by the way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, I've got to think. Six years ago, actually, Jimmy, we met, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. In the local juicer. And actually, yep. uh, the local juicer has become our main sponsor. Mm-hmm. And that was when I actually nicked your wife's <laughs> chair. Yeah. And no, seriously, I have no regrets. Seriously, Valerie is an absolute lady. Seriously, mm-hmm. Valerie, I know you're out there listening. Uh, seriously, Valerie's an absolute lady. Our yeah, meeting, Jimmy, was a blessing, not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's true. Made our buddies through thick and thin, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's only natural that actually that we put our talents together. Yeah. 
with the with the dream you had. Mm-hmm. And that that was a dream as well, wasn't it? No, I think that that was amazing. I mean, what a weird coincidence that was. Uh, how we met there. I mean, Ooh. God. I mean, we talked about that quite a bit at the beginning, didn't we? When when we were in the newspaper and things yeah. like that. But I mean, I never, I never told you, Jimmy. I was gagging to get back into the old uh, limelight, you know. Mm-hmm. And you came along seriously at the right old time, straight out of that limbo. Good old Jimbo, you took me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I couldn't have been arsed posting comments and seriously and posts to relive my radio and the old music posts on Black Milkshake, the mother page. Bollocks to that. I needed Jimmy. What I needed at that time is I needed a voice, an edge, a podcast, podcast. A ray way in, mm-hmm. rattled them with giggles, sketches, and soon to be music. Good skills, Jim, sir. You are some man for one man. Yeah. And seriously, respect what you say. Good skills, my partner, for Good bringing skills. the little beauty black milkshake comedy podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for that, Ray. No, I, we, ne- we needed each other for this, really. He said, get an all <laughs> sentimental. And now for something completely different. Oh, look who it is. It's the Nick Nick or Snatcher. How's the crack? Ah, not so bad, you know. Bit ashamed that you have to see me like this. Why not? Don't worry about that, Jim. I know you were a very unlucky. Alan, let me tell you, this place is full of people with sob stories. Hmm? But how innocent they are, how bad their luck is. And people have let them down. Well, let's not kill ourselves. I'm exactly the same as one. Well. I used to be. I understand, Jim. Sergeant James MacDonald. And now I'm just a common prisoner. I'm not terribly proud of that. It's understandable that you feel that way, Jim. Well, as she said, I know. Oh, by way of an explanation. No. As to why she set out to get me put in this place. No, Jim. We saw her once or twice dolled up to the nines with the car at Fardo Flaherty and that DJ fella, Ray Mac. But she's avoiding us, I think. Look, all I wanted to do was talk to her. Conditions of my bail said that I shouldn't. I understand that. But tell me this. What was the idea behind those conditions? The initial thing, if you remember, was when the neck curtains went on fire after you botched up our hairdryer and she thought you did it on purpose. The idea was to stop me frightening her. Am I right? Stop me putting the fear of God into her? But how in the name of God was I going to do something like that, eh? When all I wanted to do was talk to her in broad daylight. It's a difficult situation, Jim. It's never going to be easy when hairdryers and women's bras are involved. Technically, I was out of line, but you have to admit she had nothing to fear from me whatsoever. That may be true, Jim. She also said you offered to show her your microscopic penis. But what did you say to her? You're like a wee cock, strutting about in your dunghill, and I don't give a monkey's about you. So not you like wee cock, like they're all saying? No, listen. She still took the opportunity, didn't she? An opportunity it was. An opportunity to have me banged up behind bars. She seemed to be over the worst of it last night when I saw her down in the pub with two blokes. Hey, let me tell you something. That is something for a man to come to terms with, honest to God. Once you're behind bars, oh yes. That gives you something to think about at night when you can't get to sleep, let me tell you. Well, I know this is a bit awkward, Jim, but... When I was at your house packing your bags and looking for your old orange flu, we did see Ray Mack and her and Fado Flaherty get picked up in his passion wagon. I mean, she was carrying a game of Travel Twister and a tub of Swarfiga. Jason, terribly sorry, Jim. Oh, well, thanks very much indeed. Why don't you give me a dig in the back when I'm on the floor? Oh, he must be a nicker snatcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all look like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Dr. Brutus Himmler is the world's leading psyche etologist. From his clinic in Beltsville, Maryland, he's helped thousands to unlock their inner selves and embrace all their disorders and especially hypersexual ones. Himmler uses radical cognitive behavior techniques and novel polygraph insertion to get to the bottom of your problem. Brutus Himmler Psychology Working out your inner psyche Rectal polygraphs up your hiney No more lies when it's up your bum Solving problems we get the job done Brutus Himmler's Institute of Psychology now it's been a year since we've been doing this and we did the very first psychotology quiz in episode two. Uh, it's come in a few shapes and sizes. We've had criminal minds BS, we've had the erection section, we've had ginger corner, but more often as our sponsor, patron and mentor, Dr. Brutus Himmler prefers that we do it this way. Now, for any new listeners, uh, Dr. Himmler likes to keep a regular eye on Ray after that incident on the Isle of Man involving those goose feathers and all that jam. And each month, Ray volunteers for a compulsory psychological profiling. Now, the results of the test have, have been fairly consistent throughout the year. I think you'd agree with that, Ray, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and while Ray does seem to demonstrate some certain unsavory interest in the whole area of nudie women, public urination, the Reader's Wives Gentleman magazine and his naughty neighbor, Mrs. O'Leary, we need to make sure that Ray doesn't progress beyond the opportunistic knicker snatcher into something more sinister. <laughs> and the only way Dr. Himmler can do this is by inserting this <laughs> rectal polygraph to check that Ray's answers are indeed the truth. So it's that time speaking again, about, Ray. Speaking about, speaking about that, Jimmy, <laughs> after, a heavy se- after a heavy session of probing, <laughs> there's one <laughs> thing, pal, I cannot feckin' stand, and that's up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, give it to me, pal. so it's that that time again ray unbuckle the belt trousers down just lube up lube up yeah 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 and and just remember and just remember this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me (laughs) (laughs) you'll you'll need that So, Ray, um, how would you prefer to celebrate your first podcast anniversary? Would you, A, like to go shopping with the wife? B, put up a set of shelves in the spare room? C, train a pit bull terrier? Or D, just do something that you find enjoyable and fun and relaxing? I'm going to go for D and treat myself. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you deserve that. I think we all agree with that one. So... Question number two, what's been your most pleasurable experience doing the podcast this year? A, walking three miles to the pub on Gay Pride Day and having to lie to policemen to get into the city centre, <laughs> which did happen. Uh, B, <laughs> it did, yeah. B, having to do endless weekly homework, even though you're a man in his late 60s. <laughs> Yeah. C, having to record the show again one time because Yomer had forgotten to hit record. Or mm. D, 
Receiving the personalised birthday greeting from Barbara from Oxford when she was covered in all that whipped cream. Mm. Most enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> cream. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you quite like Barbara, don't you? Really, I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Three. Which of the following becomes easier over time? A. Accepting man's inhumanity to man. B. Dealing with the excessive demands of your perfectionist producer. C. Drinking beer in a Georgian Airbnb from an unwashed cereal bowl with two kindred spirits late at night. Or D. Having an invasive lie detector introduced up your back passage on a monthly basis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for D again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was kind of contemplating between the B, you, your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question four. Um, what is the best way to make a wedding anniversary truly memorable for your wife? A, throwing a surprise party with family and friends. B, buying a fake Gucci handbag for the wife and putting it in a Harrods bag and then giving it to her. C, forking out 800 euros per person for a four-hour balloon ride with a romantic picnic in the sky. Or D, your wife finding a pair of Mrs. O'Leary's knickers in your jacket pocket on the special day. (laughs) Which one is she least likely to forget? (laughs) (laughs) But she'd never forget D. (laughs) We're going for Mrs. O'Leary's knickers again, are we? Oh, I'm a whore for her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question five. What's the best compliment that you've received during this year? A, when a popular Irish radio host didn't bother to look at us or say hello and goodbye during an interview. B, when somebody said for episodes one and two, you sound like you're speaking in a tin can, mate. C, your computer skills have really improved this year. Or D, <laughs> when Reader's Wives ma- when Reader's Wives magazine said that we were the funniest podcast of the year. Reader's Housewife, without a shadow of a doubt. Reader's Wives. Yes, Reader's Wives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think that's true. Why do I always say housewives? I have no <laughs> idea. I think I've absolutely no idea. Um, okay, number six. How would you like to celebrate the second anniversary? Would it be A, by changing your name by deed pull to Malcolm Buttcrack and getting buttock implants? <laughs> B, using your fame and fortune to help starving black babies in Africa learn to fish for the whole village? C, turning the podcast into a really amazing poetry podcast targeting members of the woke community, or D, becoming a well-paid personal shopper for Mrs. O'Leary and Summers, the well-known purveyor of naughty knickers, and being asked to work overtime with her alone every second Wednesday afternoon. 24 hour, seven days a week, Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) O'Leary. You don't fancy being Mal- Malcolm Buttcrack, no? No. <laughs> I've got enough off my crack. <laughs> okay. We do probing around, pal. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So all the questions are done. So try to relax a bit. And yeah. um, and we'll try to squeeze that 
intrusive foreign item out. Um, sorry, hold on. <clears throat> I, I, I'm struggling a bit there. Uh, <laughs> Go on, get out the fuck. <laughs> have you have you got a bit of butter, Ray? <laughs> How would you bite me? <laughs> Give me a bit of butter and I'll have it out in no time. <laughs> oh, I, thanks. <laughs> thanks, said he, spilling his drink all over him. <laughs> I'll have it out in no time, so great. Okay, well done. And breathe. Okay, take a deep breath. You're okay. So... As always, the results are pretty instantaneous, and the waves are coming up on my screen as I speak. Now, it would appear that there were no anomalies, so you appear to have been at least 90% truthful, according to the rectal polygraph. So to summarize, you seem to be interested in celebrating the podcast anniversary by doing something fun, and from the looks of your answers... That something fun would appear to involve looking at birthday cards with amateur glamour models smeared in sticky dairy produce, while simultaneously rather enjoying a regular monthly probing and becoming a celebrity endorser of Reader's Wives magazine and the usual Mm. kinky cravings for Mrs. O'Leary and her Anne Summer underwear. What can we say? In a whole (laughs) year, nothing has changed at all. (laughs) brand new year (laughs) i like how you stress the whole part (laughs) absolutely absolutely you don't know if i mean holla or we're holla do you yeah that's a wrap shakers and that's 12 whole months of black milkshake we're back to normal next week we've got lisa morrow telling us one of her witty turkish tips Donald Trump and his talking dog try to escape a desert island, and Hansi's horoscopes and the usual games and banter. And many thanks, Shakers, for your support, as always. Just a reminder, please, follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, and if we ask a question, why not answer and join in with some crack and message us and let us know where you're listening from. Yeah, please follow the podcast as this increases our visibility online and that's the only way to find new followers. And don't forget to tell a friend to listen to us as well as join our page, Shakers. Special thanks to the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology, Grow Radio UK, Donald Trump, Erin McAndrew and all the people in Johor Bahru, Malaysia, who we want to get to know. Finally, James Joyce Irish pub, Jamie T. Murphy. Charlie Lawson, Eamon McAndrew. See you all next week, Shakers. Thanks a million. Good skills. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kier Co. and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.